The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. going everybody (laughs) hello and welcome to break the business the show where we empower indie creators talk a little pop culture talk a little music and more importantly have some fun along the way i am your host alisa melendez also known as alisa rock doc on the internet and i am taking over for ryan J. corella esquire that's not his actual middle name um while he takes care of his most demanding and most important but definitely the most demanding client he's ever had and once again we here at the show congratulate him a great deal um i am also the um not the only one here that is going to be joining you thankfully i'm not alone because katie zaccardi is here with you what is up katie hello hello i'm so happy to be here (laughs) yay Cool. So I'm super, super excited. Um, Those eagle-eyed viewers of the show, not in podcast form, might notice that I've I've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, and um, uh, I'm not in my home studio. I am, in fact, in a hotel room, which is actually pretty solid branding. Not a bad aesthetic. (laughs) It's not bad, actually. Um, But I am kind of reporting live from Gen Con. but, But before we get into that, I want y'all to stay tuned because our guest coming up um, is recording artist, songwriter, producer, and kind of a big deal on TikTok, Pat Killerin, um, who I believe will also be joining us with a musical performance. So I'm super stoked about that. But yes, I'm reporting live from Gen Con. Um, For those not familiar with that, that is um, take your board games, your Magic the Gatherings, um, Warhammer 40k like games with big tables and little little tiny mini figures that you paint and 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 do things strategy games um anything you can think of that is like an analog game or some sort of hybrid analog thing they're gonna have it here um at gen con it is huge it is based out of indianapolis it takes up the whole convention center and this year, now that, you know, things are kind of coming back, they're taking over Lucas Oil Stadium, where the Indianapolis Colts play. So this is, <laughs> it's it, wow. it's kind of like poetic that like a big nerd con is taking over a football stadium. Like that just feels like spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. But how, how have you been, Katie? I feel like it's been like forever since I've seen you. I know. I have been good. I it's so funny because it's so weird to me how every time I'm on here like a full month has passed because <laughs> it feels like I'm here every week. But I've been good. It's summer in Nashville. It's hot. Um and uh things are just chugging along as they usually do. Cool. I'm in Indianapolis. You're hanging out in Nashville. 
a bajillion time zones and an ocean away, we have <laughs> our producer, Lauren. It's like literally like three o'clock in the morning or something like that for her. So I shouts know. to her. I can't believe she's awake right now. And like as perky as ever. <laughs> I mean, and, and I mean, speaking of perky, she is coming to us. I mean, not necessarily live. Um, well, I mean, kind of live. But you know what I mean. She is at the Fringe Festival um, in Scotland, um, and I believe she's going to, to to share a little bit about what's what's going on over there. Really excited. Hello, viewers and listeners. I am reporting here from the Edinburgh Fringe Festival that hasn't actually begun yet. The official start date of the Fringe will be August 5th, but the artists are already arriving in the city and the energy is already starting to build. You can see they're already covering the streets of this city with posters. Everywhere you turn is an advertisement for a show or a show going on. Every restaurant has turned into a performance venue where you can go in and listen to live music. There are pop-up venues everywhere. The parks have theaters built in them. There's a giant inflatable upside down cow that's running underbelly, which is actually right on the other side of this fence here. Anyway, they're still finishing setting things up, so I thought I would wander around before the festival started and give you a glimpse at what they put together when they come here. Some of the shows and some of the buildings and some of the bars. In any case, get a little view of what's going to come this month, and I'll be back with you soon. I hope you enjoyed that little preview, and I hope that you continue to follow us for the rest of our coverage of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. I can't tell you how excited I am to be here. The energy is just incredible. There are creators everywhere. I am so looking forward to meeting some of these creators and hopefully sharing their advice with you. Keep watching, keep listening, and keep creating. Hi. I love that. <laughs> Oh Katie, gosh. tell me, tell me your impressions of of, of what you're seeing. <laughs> okay, first of all, there's. Did you notice how many, how much French was like on the titles of things, like on the attractions and in some of the actual like, uh, what is it, plays? What what kind, what kinds of, <laughs> what pieces of art are they putting on here? Fringe, fringe is everywhere. I feel like I had to jump in on is. that one. Yeah, Lauren's like, hey, hey. stop talking. 
I'm sitting backstage laughing. Ha ha ha! You okay? It looks like like Broadway show posters. Like that's what I mean. So like okay. That so kind of some stuff. of them are. There's. I believe I was talking about last week that I believe if I'm not corrected that six the Broadway musical oh, yes. started at the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh my so gosh, that's awesome. there's everything ranging from, I don't know if you've seen those like interactive dinosaur shows where they've got like these, I saw it for the first time have, here I and I not. run into it on tour all the time. And, uh, but <laughs> there's a specific thing to run into. <laughs> well, it's recognizable, you know, it's like, you don't run into it and go, I think there's I saw that. You're like, no, I know you, <laughs> but it's what you'll see in a lot of the posters, especially pre-fringe are the people that can afford to put up those posters um, um so you'll see even though a lot of them are still independent there's a lot of there's um baby wants candy is an american improv troupe that comes here every year and sells out every show and wow. they're i think this year they're doing oh i can't remember what it's called i feel like it's like spamilton or something um, <laughs> they do yes. these like parody reviews and then they'll do like full uh all request improv and their shows are amazing and that's just like a group of people from uh the states that are just like let's go to edinburgh every year and they do um and anyone can there's a lot of musicians in uh the bars the restaurants but there's categories in the in the phone book listing of all of the shows there's mm -hmm. like music, comedy, theater, performance art, circusry. There's burlesque shows everywhere. Oh so it, it spans just about anything you could think. And I wish I could remember the wording, but it's something like uh, anyone who has a, sh a story to tell and a stage to perform on should be allowed to. So it's oh, like, wow. it's all inclusive. If you want to do something because you want to do it, you don't have to get someone else's approval. You don't have to meet their criteria. You just have to have a venue willing to host you and you wow. can do a show. Wow. And so that that's, amazing. that's how it became total chaos. It was like, <laughs> we can be a venue. Let's throw up a stage back there. And then they get people. <laughs> So wow. it's, it's really, it's, it's getting a fix of energy and, and we haven't had it for a really long time. And it's cool to see the world come back out. Like not just mm. the local things. Like I've been here for a day or two and I've probably seen people from a dozen different countries. Uh, you know, like when I met some people yesterday from Africa that came over and they get sponsored by their governments and things like that when they find artists that will represent them and things like that. And it's just, it's amazing what happens over here. So any of you indie creators that haven't, and it doesn't have to be in Edinburgh, there's fringes all over the world. There's something called the fringe circuit where people will go from Orlando to North Carolina to New York, up across the top of Canada, down California. There's an wow. Adelaide fringe. So your local fringe uh, can also be a great opportunity to get seen. It's not so much about the tickets you sell here, but you get seen and then venues can book you. Venues can bring in your shows. It's a way for the world to have access to your work in a way that gets you work. So awesome. put together a piece and, and get out there. I, 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 I love this. No, no, it's, it, it's great. Like if, okay, like if, I don't know, if, if Katie or I wanted to, to, to bring our music, like what's the, how? <laughs> yeah. What does that look like? What's the process? 
depends on what it is you want to do. So I, uh, the two shows I'm here with, we're under the umbrella of the assembly venues and assembly is the red venues and they've got places everywhere in red and the underbelly, that purple cow, that's purple and their venture venues and gilded balloon is pink and pleasance is yellow. Um, but basically you can reach out to one of the major venues or groups of venues if you mm. want to be on like a lot of those posters and signs and stuff or you find anywhere there's a series I saw that's called the free fringe and there are people <laughs> who don't pay for their venues and they'll do pay what you can shows or free shows and you'll get venues that say come on in let's do a show and those are options um there are options of going the main ways and it ranges everything from rentals to splits to free venues. Um, but if you want to do a show, I highly recommend it. Let's all get together and put together a show. Heck, I'll produce it. I will bring you all out to Edinburgh <laughs> if you can put together a show. Any excuse to come out here, I'm in. I'm, I've, I've never had an Iron Brew. So <laughs> I, 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 I am I currently really enjoying an Iron Brew mm -hmm. from the original old and unupdated version oh <laughs> the original formula of the, the original the very special vintage oh it was, it was a very good year it was a very good year from them 1901 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 1901 they oh, were boy. proud to be out of the uh 1800s and they celebrated by making an orange soda <laughs> what Delicious. more could you ask for ah Delicious. it's just it's like candy it's like liquid candy well, I'm jealous, Lauren. I want to be in Scotland right now enjoying art and drinking fancy soda. And you are truly living With it up. the creative people. Like, it's yes. not even what I'm drinking. It's that there's a pop-up bar outside my window. Like, I can go hang out oh. with creative artists anywhere. That's, That's bananas. I, as, as someone who's run the sort of, like, video game convention circuit, it's wild to see something like you know, sort of like of, of, of this, it's even bigger in magnitude. It's like, you know, imagine if like every indie developer just decided to park a laptop in the middle of the street and just show off a video <laughs> game. Um, what hey, if you did it virtually? No, but I'm thinking, sorry, my brain just went somewhere else. But like, <laughs> <laughs> what if you had your virtual venue? Like, um, oh, what's the platform in TikTok? Minecraft and oh. thing where they oh, were yeah. doing Minecraft shows where like people could take their little avatar walk yeah. in and sit down in the audience and watch the show by the other people's avatars. Hey, like, Fortnite. You could totally, yeah, you could have a virtual uh, fringe where like people could walk around and see what's going on in your computer room and walk around and see what's going on. In your... Why not do a video game fringe? We're on the fringe of the video games. I like it. <laughs> this is it's it's amazing. It is so late for you and 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 thank you so much for popping on, whipping up that video, holding down the fort and 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 all of that jazz. Um <laughs> you're the <laughs> hero. You. Yeah, yeah, but I want to let you guys keep talking cuz you guys are yeah. doing some super cool stuff and I'm super yes. happy to have Pat here who just showed up backstage. You guys can't see him, but I can. Oh, okay. Yay, yay, yay. All right. Okay, cool. All right, and we have a guest. Thank you so much, Lauren. All right, now, Katie, you're doing some cool stuff, too, this month. Um, I was looking you up, and I saw that you were engaged in a 30-day musician mindset challenge 
And I was like, well, this is perfect. I get to talk to you and ask you all about it. So could you tell us a little bit about, uh, about what you got going on? Yeah, for sure. So as the regular listeners know, because you've probably heard me say it plenty of times, I am a strategy and mindset coach for musicians. And I recently, like I've been on TikTok for a while. I love TikTok. They also know that if you've been listening for a while, but I was feeling kind of like bored with the content I was making, if I'm being honest. And for the first, um, for the first six months of the year, really, a lot of my content was very much focused on growing a fan base and figuring out your brand, particularly because I was working on the launch of my course, The Audience Builder. So Mm. it just made sense because it was about that. But I was really feeling like there was a lack of mindset support. And when I work with my clients, we go so hard into mindset. Like honestly, more of the work that needs to be done is around mindset than it is around actual strategy. So I was thinking about how I wanted to show up on TikTok. I kind of took July, like not off, but I was posting a lot less than normal. And I was like, what if I did a series where we just talk about mindset? And I had known that I wanted to talk about mindset on TikTok for a while, but I couldn't find the right way to do it. And that's, it's so important too, when you're creating, like to figure out how to do it in a way that feels good to you. Cause if it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. good, it's not going to go well. I'm like, I don't want to do voiceovers. I don't want to do like, you know, today I, I learned this lesson. Like, that's just not (laughs) me. Um, that's not, that's just not like how I show up. It's not how I like to create. It's not my tone of voice. So I was like, it would be so fun to do a series where for every day in August, I basically just show up and give like a really bite-sized mindset tip and shift that people can make. So the series is called, called 30 Days to Reframe and Reset Your Mindset as a Musician uh, so that you can reach your goals and make money in music. Because again, a lot of what stops people from reaching goals is not actually the strategy. Obviously, strategy is a part of it. But a lot of the time, you can have a strategy, but you're feeling stuck. You feel like Mm -hmm. you don't deserve it or you feel like something's blocking you or you're not feeling creative or you're having some sort of like, just like things, messy stuff. (laughs) I want to use an expletive, but I'll just say (laughs) messy stuff that comes up that kind of holds you back and keeps you feeling down or like you're lacking momentum or like you're unsure, not confident. And when it comes to making money too, that of course plays into it, but money in and of itself is something that plenty of people have blocks around mm-hmm. making money, saving money, keeping money, you know, being deserving of money, especially in the music industry. At least it's like me. Um, <laughs> like, people like to keep their artists starving. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and this is the thing too, is that like, I'm very much a realist who's really into spirituality and mindset, which is like weird combo to have, but I feel like it's beneficial because I, there, the reality is the music industry is sometimes trying to keep us broke. The reality is even corporate jobs within music don't pay as much as other industries. A lot of people will try to get away with not paying musicians what they deserve. However, that does not have to be your reality. It doesn't have to be what you accept. It doesn't have to be the opportunities that you call in that you take. It doesn't have to be that you are broke just because you're in music. But a lot of times that's what we hear. That's honestly what we see. So Mm -hmm. it's easy to just throw in the towel and be like, this is it. This is all that that's out there for me. But when you start to say, first of all, no. Second of all, I'm going to work on this so that it is different. That's when you can actually start to create that life 
you know, the goals that you want, bringing the money that you want and what's required in that. Again, it's not just strategy because you can pitch yourself to a bunch of venues to play, but if you're not ready and willing to like fight for the money that you deserve and feel really confident that you can bring in that money and that you know how to handle money or that, you know, you're talented enough to get the opportunities or whatever it is, it's not going to work out. So that mindset piece is so, so important. So anyway, that was the longest way to just say, I decided <laughs> I'm going to do a series. <laughs> so it's like sort of a challenge, sort of just like a series. Like, I guess you could call it a challenge in that I definitely want people who do it to take action. Mm. It's one minute a day of a video where I give you a little bit of a tip and it's something that you can go and implement or at least think about and notice. So like notice how you're using your words or notice the thoughts that are coming up and like ask yourself, like, what's the common theme there? You know, what's going on? So we're three days in because it's August 3rd and we're going to go for the whole month. <laughs> so I'm really excited. <laughs> I love this. Um, can you, um, you know, just like for an example, um, you give us like the first of the month's kind of topic give us a little freebie <laughs> yeah so the first of the month we talked about how our thoughts are really powerful and our thoughts control our reality so really it was like an introduction honestly to mindset <coughs> pardon me my allergies are roasting me today um <laughs> so it was really just an introduction um and talking about how our the thoughts that we think are really important and how you can start to adjust those thoughts or work with those thoughts so that you're not constantly feeling or thinking things that don't serve you. So I'm going to mm-hmm. give you that little teaser and tell you to go watch it. You can watch it on TikTok or on Reels. It's on both. Yes. Yeah, that's it's and it's also really really important too because it's like it, there is a a weird shift that happens when you allow yourself to feel like you deserve to be paid for your art. <laughs> um, totally. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing. It, it takes a lot. And, and I think a lot of people romanticize, um, you know, being broke, sleeping in the van, you know, from venue yes. to venue. Oh and like God, they, yes. they romanticize the struggle in a way that it, it almost feels like gatekeepy. Um, for people that like, maybe also would like to be a little comfortable while they're making their art, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I have even experienced stuff where people are like, coaches are a scam. Like you shouldn't get paid to like give people advice or like share insight. Like we should just be doing that for free. And I honestly just feel like there's so much deep rooted, like money, garbage thoughts and beliefs in the music industry where I'm like, it's not my problem that you don't feel like you should be paid for your knowledge and your work. I believe everyone deserves to be paid for that. But so many people don't, they think I love what I do. So I should just do it for free. And that's not true. Like you deserve to live and you deserve to do what you love to live. Yes, exactly. And like, you know, the, the, this idea that like, if you're not willing to be broke for it you somehow like don't want it enough um or you're like like better than people you're like a better person because you're poor no not true no you know what would be great it would be great if everybody could have their basic needs met so that they can make 
art. Wouldn't it just? Well, isn't what? that such a novel idea? <laughs> I mean, it, it, like, I don't know. It's just me. I, I'm, I'm not trying to start a revolution or nothing. I just think. <laughs> I completely agree. So, yeah, I feel like it's honestly like an industry-wide thing that we need to work on. So for my part, I just want to talk out about it and really share with people how they can start to work on their mindsets and also have honest conversations about money, which is something we'll do a little bit in the series, but it's also something I've just been doing on TikTok in general. And I want to do even more because I feel like when we're more transparent about money and we're not talking about it, like we're scared of it, Mm. we're not talking about it. Like it's a bad thing. Again, going back to that thing of like people kind of feeling like rich people. I mean, this is also like Gen Z culture of like eat the rich, you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. Which, yes, but, yes, like, we're exactly. talking, like, Bezos. We're not exactly. talking about, like, me being able to, like, pay my rent and my power exactly. bill. You know what I mean? Exactly. There's levels exactly. to this. 100%. <laughs> and I think that, like, along the way, a lot, got, a lot got lost where people just feel like if you make any amount of money and can afford any luxury whatsoever, you are a bad person. Mm-hmm. And I just don't personally subscribe to that because I feel like if you are a good person and you have money, you can do a lot of really good things. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, having money (laughs) and then choosing to spend that money in ways that you want to. And hopefully in ways that like serve others and and serve our planet and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, like just because some other people did bad things with money doesn't mean that you don't deserve it or that I don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And so if we can stop kind of projecting those ideas onto people and stop being afraid to make money and instead embrace it and uh, ask for what we deserve and get paid for what we deserve, I feel like it'll just be a better music industry for everyone. Wholeheartedly agree. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. I'm, I'm looking forward to learning a lot more about uh, mindset through you. Actually, if you could do us a favor, could you tell people your handles on both yes. IG and TikTok? So on Instagram, it's just at Katie Zaccardi. And on TikTok, it is at Katie.Zaccardi. <laughs> couldn't get that. Uh, couldn't get, I know. I'm so, I've been so close to messaging the girl who has that handle being like, can you please give this to me? But she's just like some <laughs> random person. I don't even think she uses TikTok. I'm so Oh, I hate it when that happens. Like you, you, you want to be consistent across platforms, but sometimes. I know. <laughs> well, Look at the draw. <laughs> well, there you go. You can check out uh, Katie's. 30 day mindset situation and hopefully like get get to a place where you feel um you know you listener you viewer um can be you know a little bit more like self-compassionate i think to yourself and like be be kind to yourself um that's what it's all about give yourself credit (laughs) yes yes exactly that is my hope for the series yeah so great Excellent, excellent mindset. I am already feeling the vibe. And speaking of money and money notes, <laughs> we Good are transition. going to- You're seamless. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and listen to some lovely words from our sponsors. But when we come back, we are going to have Pat Killerin. Stay tuned. Ryan Corella here. I hope you're enjoying the show and I hope that you're getting a lot out of it. I do what I do because I care about creators like you. A lot. I've dedicated my career to helping creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and organizations move forward. I do it by hosting this program, and I'm also proud to do it in my legal practice. If you're a creative professional looking for solutions-oriented legal services to help you further your goals, I'd love to help. 
My firm RKPA does contracts, commercial law, copyright, trademark, and more. Visit rkpalaw.com to learn more. That's rkpalaw.com. Ryan A. Carella, PA, Miami, Florida. Streaming services for Break the Business provided by L.E.K. Entertainment. L.E.K. Entertainment is a full-service entertainment company offering everything from consultations to full-scale events and productions, including audio and video productions, voiceovers, staged theatrical productions, script and music development, and streaming services. For more information, visit lekentertainment.com. L.E.K. Entertainment wants to help you bring your story to life. Thanks for supporting Break the Business. If you have a question or topic that you want us to discuss, email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow the host, that's me, on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R, and you can follow the show at The BTB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and on all major podcast platforms. And now, let's get back to the show. Hey, what is up? Our guest this week, Super Stoked, is a songwriter, recording artist, and producer. Makes music under his artist name. Nobody likes you, Pat. Our guest recently released his latest single, Things I Wish You Said, and his debut album is slated to release later this year. You can check out our guest at Nobody Likes You, Pat, on TikTok. And we're happy to welcome Pat Killerin on to Break the Business. Hey, Pat. Hey, how's it going? Great. How are you? I am sweaty because yeah. I'm, <laughs> it's hot. I I'm in my... At my studio is built in my attic in an old, old house. And so there's not really air up here except my, and I've turned my fan off because of, you know, don't want to make too oh. much noise. And so oh. I have my, I have my little AC thing going, but it's on the other side of the room. Anyway, point is sweaty. <laughs> but, cooling, but cooling vibes, cooling fanning Thank vibes. You. Thank you. Yes. Um, well, Katie. Pat, the thing is that, I, first of all, I love your artist name, but I have to disagree because I feel like everybody likes you. And especially Ryan, who is the normal host of this podcast. Ryan and I watched your um, video. He's been obsessed with your song, Things I Wish You Said, for weeks now. And he showed me the video of you singing that ridiculously high note back on the podcast. I guess it was a, a month or two ago. So, Lauren, first of all, can we play that? Yeah. Again? I am I am jealous of both the range and the breath control. I'm leaving. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I love your face, though, that you were just like, oh, I'm really doing this right now. (laughs) Well, yeah, it was funny. Like, me and my buddy, uh, who I've worked with for years, we were just, I was, like, just adding a few things to that song. And we were throwing down some vocals quick and stuff. And, you know, we were just doing, like, a big stack of background 
vocals at the end. And so I was just like, we just need a couple that are just like stupid. And so that was kind of what came out, but it was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And then, but yeah, I, I guess the internet enjoyed that a few months ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, to your, to your comment about the, the artist name. Yeah. I, I, when I picked that name, it was because like, I do, I do a lot of producing for other people too. And I do a lot of producing for like rappers and hip hop artists and stuff. And that was kind of, you know, how like every, every, you know, producer has like their producer tag they throw at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so that was my, that was like my thing at the beginning of my beats would be like a little, this like, this like voice saying that nobody likes you pen. So I was like, oh, you know, I just could use that. My manager was like, isn't that like kind of a dumb name? And I was like, yeah, that's why we're going to do it. And so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, you know, it, it certainly, I've, I didn't realize how often I would get the, uh, well, I like you, Pat, thing, like in comments <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, well, I brought, I guess I brought that on myself, but maybe, you know, works out. So. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's reverse psychology. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's just, I'm just throwing a pity party and, you know, kind of hoping that people will, you know, tell me they, tell me they love it. So. When, when you recorded that clip, were you expecting it to, you know, like get as much traction as it did? No, I was just, uh, you know, S word posting, um, <laughs> which is pretty much all I do on TikTok now. Like I, when I was in the backstage thing, I was listening to you talk about TikTok and how I just feel, I was talking about this with someone recently like there's just too there's so much of the same on there and like you know bravo to anyone who's made it work with like different trends or whatever and has got you know had a song do well or whatever like great like i'm not you know talking down on that but i just don't think that way and i can't think that way so i've just fallen like and i've tried it like oh you know with between like lit you know label team and management and different people like oh you should try this you should try this which i appreciate all that the advice and insight but at the end of the day i i just always seem to go back to just like posting really dumb stuff and that was just a, a one-off you know 8 p.m after tracking like oh this is just kind of funny let's throw it up there and uh you know it seems like it's always i feel like i've experienced this in so many ways in my career which is like the thing the dumb things that are almost just like a joke to you or seem to be like always the things that end up doing something cool or getting a lot of attention or whatever. It's like never the things where you're like, this is the thing that's going to happen. It's always something you didn't like try very hard. Cause probably cause that's more authentic that way. It's like, it's actually a representation of your, your thing and your personality as opposed to like this try hard thing that is easy to fall into. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's kind of important. Like I've also kind of experienced this like a little bit like with my own content and just like other hearing other songwriters talk about the process when they're like, I'm selfish. I'm doing this for me. I'm trying to make myself laugh. And and I think that is probably like a, a, a better vibe and probably better for your mental health than just constantly trying to chase things, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I now um 
Things I Wish You Said is part of your debut album coming out later this year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit more about, about your album, what you got going on? Yeah. Um, so actually, I think, uh, yeah, when, when Ryan hit me up, um, I, think, I think Things I Wish You Said just, had just come out. And now, like a couple weeks ago, another song called Midwest Blues came out. Um, so, which is one of my favorites on the record. And then in another couple weeks, another one is coming out. Um, you know how it goes. Um, but yeah, so that the album, so I guess just a little backstory of this project in general. I've done a million bands. I've done a million things over the years. And my last band, um, which never really broke up, but, you know, COVID and things change and yada, yada. Uh, you know, we had our, we, we went for it hard. We toured, we charted, we did all sorts of stuff, but we never quite hit that threshold of like really breaking in as much as we'd like have liked to. So as that slowed down, it was like towards the end of 2020 that I started this project and, or the nobody likes you Pat name. And, um, you know, I just did this, the singles thing for a little bit, um, you know, just tried to start from the ground up again after like four years of doing something else. Um, but yeah, it was, it was at the beginning of this year. I feel like things or end of last year, things started to really click, like had a, had a song, a couple songs that started to do well with streaming and, uh, you know, was able to sign a record deal at the beginning of this year. And so I, I knew, with that backing and that support, I wanted to do a full length because I, I personally just think albums are a way better way to, to tell a story and to get mm-hmm. a point across. I've always been, I'm, I mean, I'm always going to be a hundred percent purposeful in my work. Like I just can't not be so like, it has to mean something. And so an album, I think is the best way to do that. Um, Cause you can paint a bigger picture than what a single or an EP can. So, uh, yeah, I, the album is called Imago and I actually have the title tattooed on my neck here and, and we used that, I got that tattoo for the album cover. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's just part of the phrase Imago Dei, uh, which is like Latin image of God. Um, Mm. and, um, you know, that ties really closely to my faith. Um, and it's just, I, my, my music always tends to go back to the concept of just like really seeking to showcase humanity in like very, very transparent moments and, and not, not trying to hide things, not trying to doll things up for, for the market or anything. Um, I just think that's what's truly valuable and so and that's the kind of stuff I like and so um yeah so with I wanted an album that was going to be very reflective of just like my experiences on a day-to-day as a human being made in the image of God and so I just really dove into stories from you know, the past year of when I was writing that, like from the year before of just all sorts of hardships and struggles that I, I went through or 
me and my wife went through or our family went or whatever. And just, uh, you know, other things too, just the thoughts that compounded throughout that year with everything that's gone on in the last couple of years. Um, so I needed it to feel like kind of a, a journal or like a home movie of just like, mm. here's what's going on. And this is like, I, I, I love a lot of artists that like, that convey a lot of mystique and mystery in their work, but I, but that's just not, that's not really what I can offer. I can offer the opposite of that in mm. the sense of like, I would rather almost demystify, you know, the artist type mm. and really, really bring home, you know, to people listening, whether they're a fellow artist or just a, a music lover or whatever, like I want it to be something that people can dive into and be like, wow, this dude's saying things that I haven't heard or is saying them in a way that I haven't heard before. Or like, mm. this is an experience that I directly relate to and I haven't heard someone necessarily touch on it that way before, which is something I've, people have told me pretty often. So, I mean, I guess hopefully that the job is getting done. Um, but yeah, so that that's, you know, a, a roundabout way of kind of getting at what the record is and stuff. Cool. And and speaking of getting the job done, um, can we get into the nitty gritty of how the job is done? So is this all self-produced? Are you working with other folks? Yeah. So this one uh, was mostly self-produced. There was, I, I usually go out to LA a few times a year because like, and I, I live in St. Paul, Minnesota right now. We, we left Nashville about a year ago because I was just tired of it mm. uh so we wanted to go somewhere just quiet and nice and homely um but uh yeah so mo mo most of it i just produce by myself in my attic here or like i produced like my friend one of my best friends has a studio you know 20 minutes from here and so like we would go work there and he would engineer for me and stuff um so kind of bounced back a little bit between that. There was a couple songs that I had a couple friends um, co-produce on or like, you know, a couple songs that were, I wrote with some friends. Um, but overall, it was definitely like a very self-driven effort. Not not to discount the work that others did because they, a lot of people were involved, but like it was definitely a very like self-pushed effort as a whole. Um, and that, because that's how I've always worked. And in fact, I was just talking to my A&R um, guy at the label on the phone the other day, and he was asking if I'd worked on anything new. And I was like, not really yet, because I mean, you almost you don't you don't want to like work on too much new too soon before the album's even the, the current album. Mm. But also, I was I was I've just I guess what I'm trying to get at is I was telling him that I've I've kind of been the mindset of wanting to even do less collaboration next time, like on the next record, just because you know, I, it's like an ebb and flow. Like sometimes you'll mm. collaborate, sometimes you don't. But anyway, point is I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very self-driven, self-produced person. I did collaborate with some awesome people on this one on the few tracks. Um, but yeah, a lot of it's just me sitting in my stuffy attic <laughs> at blasting music while my kids are asleep and, you know, tweaking tweaking you know the tiniest things and trying to get it right so 
Yeah. Do we have a release date for the record? Or I don't even remember. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think it's November. Eventually, some, okay. it's no, it's some, it's sometime in November. I know okay, that. it's like mid, early to mid November. That's that's what I know. Okay. Oh, so 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 get it ready for the Thanksgiving playlists. Yes, and, it's it's yeah. perfect for stuffing your face. <laughs> I love perfect. that. That's the tagline. Yeah, we're, 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 we're running with it. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm super stoked because the next thing on this list suggests that you have a song to perform for us. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. I, um, I did the, see that. Yeah. The, <laughs> the song <laughs> I have here is, is, is an interesting title. Um, I used to love girls. Used to, uh, love, used to love girls. Yeah. 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 Can you tell us a little bit about that too? I can. Um, so this is the next song that's coming out. Uh, it comes out, I think it comes out August 12th. So next Friday. Exclusive. Um, yes. uh, <laughs> and interestingly, this song, I actually, I, I'm very much a person of the moment. So like when I'm writing stuff or producing stuff, like I want it to feel like a snapshot of the moment I was, I created it in. Mm -hmm. um or you know at least close to it um but this song i actually wrote about six years ago and it I, it was like totally different produce like different artist project sort of thing and because of some of the other songs that were on the record and just some things that were going on in my life um it it uh it kind of just came back to my mind as like, maybe I need to re-explore that song. And so I did like a whole new rendition and I think it came out really, the recording came out really beautiful. And I was just like, okay, yeah, like this is a, a one. Um, I kind of, I kind of like, I kind of like keeping this one a bit of a, a mysterious song just because oh. it's, you know, people can take it to kind of mean what they want. It means a specific thing to me. Hmm. Um, and it, it kind of goes through a specific time of life for me. Uh, but I feel like maybe different people could take it different ways. And so uh, I almost want to, I almost want to let the, the, the lyrics themselves do their work. Okay. Stuff. Yeah. So. Sounds so, good. Yeah. So and if I, am I supposed to play it right now? I, I, I would, I would love to hear it. Great, then I will play it right now. Let's go. Uh, okay. Um, hopefully this comes through good on here. Make sure this is tuned too. <laughs> I tuned it earlier, but you know, you never know. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you think I look stupid? 85 in a long sleeve shirt. But you knew what you were doing with the flowers printed on your skirt. The way that you talked about the shit that you lost, no hiding you were broken. Mm -hmm. From the first touch, when the breath left my lungs, I knew I had a It's just funny how you 
used to love God. Did you think I was a loser when I bet all the money on my brain? And you think about the future. Am I there or is it just too hard to stay? Roads a blurry scene when your life's just watching me drive off into the dark. I'm doing all I can to be half the kind of man who is half of who you are. And it's just funny how you used to love her. No, no. started staring off into the mirror. I know sometimes I listen to the symphony of you. I need to hear. Yeah. So screaming in my face, don't you let me fall from grace. I need a resurrection. Oh, oh. Crash me to the floor. Take and I'm telling yours, you were just so unexpected. And it's funny, you used to love, girl. That's it. Woo! Amazing. Thanks. Well, the thank reverse you, psychology you. worked. Oh, Because I like you. Oh, nice. <laughs> now I like. also like you. Yeah, like and yeah, and and I think it's also like a cool sort of tidbit that like you wrote this song a while ago, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and you chose to revisit it. I think I think it's a cool lesson for like any of the other creators out there to like not necessarily just chuck everything out. There might be some stuff in 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 your backlog there that that if you look at it with with some fresh eyes and and check it out with some fresh ears, you know, you could you could find a new way to make it make it fresh and relevant for sure and i mean let me say most of the stuff from five six years ago should go in the trash (laughs) Uh, but you know yeah you you might find a little you know a little coin a little piece of gold amongst amongst the garbage so you never yeah you never know it it might not be a whole song but you might be like oh you know what that one lyric yeah i'm just gonna you know, so 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 you never know. Feel free to feel free to mine mine your past for for even more things. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Uh, before we let you go, Pat, as usual on Break the Business, we ask everybody this question because we are trying to help other creators out there, of course. So, do you have any last tips for the indie creators out there to help them move their careers forward? 
Uh, I mean, which one do I go with? Ooh. Uh, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I mean, we got time. <laughs> let me start with a bit of a, a button pushing thought and then Ooh. a a more encouraging thought. I like um, And so a lot of like young artists or <clears throat> writers or whatever have hit me up over, you know, the last handful of years and just be like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get going. Do you have any advice? And I'm like, why are you asking me? I don't know what I'm doing. But, uh, one thing I've, I've told people consistently and I, I stand by this, um, is if, <clears throat> if you would be content and like find some fulfillment and joy in doing something else other than working in the music industry, particularly, you know, I, I can only speak to the artist side or the song, you know, the productions or whatever. Mm. But if you're, if you'd be content and, and happy doing something else, go, you should probably go do that other thing mm. because uh, like, I, you know, I'm 30 this year. I turned 30 this year. I've been doing this stuff since I was a teenager um, and obviously everyone's story is different, but like it's taken me years of like sacrifice and perseverance and dedication and, you know, being broke and, uh, you know, everything else in between that, you know, relationships, sacrifice, whatever, um, or just damaged, uh, and, you know, and now I'm where I'm at now, which is like, I do really well with music, both my artist stuff and then other stuff I'm doing on the side. Um, like, I'm very grateful for where I am now, like both financially and artistically and whatever else. But if you'd be okay just going and doing something else, you probably should because it's it's not for the faint of heart. So that's my that's my challenge that I give people. But um, my encouragement is if you are going to do that and and you are just going to go all in and say screw it let's go then i think the most important thing is just to unabashedly tell your own story through your work whatever you're doing production performing writing like there's a million people all trying to achieve the same thing and a lot of them are going to do it exactly the same way you need to do it differently and you need to and the only way to do it truly differently is by just actually it sounds super cliche but i i mean it stands it stands the test of time like you have to be yourself in your work in your art like you have to reflect something real and transparent and like i mean to go back to it human and people will latch on to that in one way or another so you may never be super rich or you may never be super famous but people will latch on to something that's real and that has power to it i think more than just oh i wrote a hit nice mm. i made my my bag i mean that's great mm -hmm. don't get me wrong but you know it, it doesn't fulfill the same way because i've done both things and i know what feels lasting and what doesn't so um yeah awesome thank you so much pat um yes. this has been 
amazing, instructive, and we are very much looking forward to checking out the rest of the album when it comes out sometime in November. Um, yes. and, and we'll make sure that Ryan, you know, hits you up so you can come back and we can for, for give, sure. it, give it a nice, nice. big blowout. <laughs> well, thank you thank so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yay! I was, nobody likes you, Pat, but but we do. We <laughs> but do. <except> not. <laughs> but that was we awesome. Do. That was so cool. Um, I'm very, very stoked. We have a relatively limited amount of time <laughs> uh, before they kick us off the radio. Um, but Katie, there, 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 there were some nods. There were some nods. Oh, for sure. For sure. No, the advice at the end was so true. I could not agree more. I really do think that it, it, first of all, it takes guts to be in music. And I think that, um, some people, I don't know, especially being a coach, like, I feel like I hear people complain about being a musician all the time. And I'm like, not to say that we shouldn't be fighting for better conditions and fighting for what we want. But like, if you're just complaining about the job, maybe don't do the job. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, people don't love being a musician. And it's like, if you don't love being a musician, it is good advice to think about like, if you can see yourself doing something else, not a bad idea. Yeah. And also like, like money's great, but like there are so many other ways to make way more money yeah. than being a musician. So, <laughs> um, it can't be. be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like there's there. It takes a special kind of person to, you know, do that kind of work to tell their own story and be vulnerable. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And that said, like what I said, I, I honestly feel like a lot of people don't like the job of being a musician because they feel like they have to be something or someone else. And mm. so that last piece of advice that he gave is so crucial because it's like, no, actually just be yourself. And you're, mm -hmm. you're probably going to like it more. You're probably going to last longer and you're going to be more successful if you just be yourself. Yep. And it's way better for your mental health. Nobody has yep. the intersection of your unique um, identifiers across all of your demographics. Um, nobody has the combination of that plus your childhood experiences, plus your lived experience, plus the way you look at the world and the media that you've taken in and that you gain inspiration from. Everybody's different and everybody's got, everybody's got their something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Nobody is yeah. you, nobody is you. So Nobody's be you. you. So be you. Um, and speaking of being you, we're going to be us and we're going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be out. We're going to be out. So, um, I want to thank you so much, Katie, for joining me, um, and hold, and, you know, helping me hold down the fort. I'm super excited. I got to chat with you about your 30 day thing. I'm going to make sure that everybody follows you. Please tell folks where to follow you for more at, on your awesome stuff. At Katie Zuccardi, katiezuccardi.com. That basically, that'll get you where you need to go. <laughs> Excellent. And I am. Elisa Rock Doc on most places on the internet. Um, not all of them. Not yet. Um, <laughs> but yes. So thank you all so much for joining us on Break the Business for another rousing week. And remember, you listen to the show. That counts as working on your art. So congratulate yourself. Um, and and um, take care of yourself. Stay hydrated. Stay safe. Get some sleep. And be yourself. That's great. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.